You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay authenticity guarantee and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head turning handbag, a watch that says it all. Jewelry that makes you feel like the gem. Sneakers and streetwear so fresh, every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is checked by experts. With eBay authenticity guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Boricua is the name for someone from Puerto Rico, but it's more than a name. It's a way of life and representation of the vibrant spirit of the island. Let the Boricua spirit welcome you with a warm embrace to start each day and remind you why you travel in the first place. In Puerto Rico, you can forget where you came from and embrace where you are. With nearly 300 beaches and 300 miles of coastline, there's always new places to explore. The island's diverse geography offers everything from secluded coves with white sand and crystalline water to stunning black sand beaches. There are spots that are perfect for water sports. You can surf, snorkel, paddleboard, or go diving. To travel to Puerto Rico, there is no passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. Hey, everyone. This is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hell, I suck at dating. With Dean Ungler and Jared Haven, an iHeartRadio podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Help I Suck at Dating. Uh, my name is Jared Haven, always joined by Dean Ungler. We're both on the same coast now, so we're not 3,000 miles away, but we're still doing this virtually because, you know, uh, the pandemic. Um, and usually we have an intro with the show uh, where Dean and I kind of just talk nonsensical things, but we're going to talk very sensical things because we have a great guest who's actually joining us uh, right off the top. She's a writer, she's a director, she's an actress, she's an author of the uh, novel Eat, Pray, Hashtag FML, which is a great title. Uh, Gabrielle Stone. Gra- Gabrielle, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me, guys. I'm happy to be here during the pandemic virtually. <laughs> How's this pandemic going for you? How you doing? Oh, Staying dude. healthy? Staying sane? I'm, you know, like I'm, I'm safe and I'm healthy, so I can't complain, but it's definitely the weight of what the world's going through is weighing on me for sure. What part of the country are you in? Uh, I'm in LA. Oh, okay, well, figures obviously with your occupation, right? <laughs> I uh, wish so- I could be. I, I wish I could be elsewhere and traveling right now, but this is home. <laughs> but like I said, you're you're an author, you're a writer, you're a director. You wrote a novel last year called uh, Eat, Pray, hashtag FML, which obviously is my life, uh, which is a play off of Eat, Pray, Love. Uh, so, yes. can you just talk about your book a little bit? Now, I know one of the reasons why you started writing it, or at least what I read online, um, but I'd love to hear from you personally, your story as to why you felt compelled to write this novel. Yeah, totally. Um, I think this kind of happened to me. Um, in 2017, I was married for almost two years, found out my husband was having an affair with a 19-year-old for six months, filed for divorce, left. Shortly after that, I met a guy, we fell madly in love with each other, had a whirlwind romance, and he convinced me to go on a month-long trip to Italy with him. 48 hours before we were getting on the plane, he told me he needed to go by himself, and I was freaking devastated, broke my heart like my ex-husband never could have, but I had a decision to make, and that was either stay at home and be heartbroken or go travel Europe for a month by myself. So I went and took a backpack and did six countries over the span of a month and wrote a book about it. Did he ever say why he couldn't go with you? Yeah. Oh, dude. It's I mean, it's a long saga of uh, of drama, but it, he was um, still grieving over the death of his brother um, that had happened like a little over a year earlier. And um, I think when he fell in love with me, it kind of like opened up all that that he had pushed really far down. And, um, you know, but I mean, give me your take on it as a man. Like, was it a total cop out or (laughs) was there some validity to it? (laughs) I mean, I don't know if I could really speak upon it because, you know, I to lose a brother. uh, That's, you know, I don't know. I don't know if I'd be able to relate or like 
uh, talk about it uh, with any type of knowledge. But I'm still glad you were able to travel by yourself. So what was the traveling by yourself? Uh, what did you learn? Uh, not only about yourself, but about dating relationships? Yeah, so much. Um, so when I realized I was taking this trip by myself, one of my biggest fears since I was a little girl is being alone and being okay by myself. Um, my dad passed when I was young. Um, and I, since then, I've had a lot of abandonment issues. And this was the universe's kind of clear way of making me go face that head on and, and really deal with it. Um, so this trip really taught me that I'm never really alone um, because I'll never abandon myself. And that was a huge, huge, like spiritual journey lesson for me. And um, just how capable I am. Like I had such an incredible time on this trip and I learned so much about myself, um, so much about the other people that I met. I met some incredible people and uh, some that I still keep in touch with till this day. And it was a really life-changing experience. I came back from Europe, a different human in all the best ways. All right, I've got some questions for you. So, yeah. uh, and, and not to go back and, and reopen any old wounds, but I just oh, kind of- Oh, dude, I like talk the... about this every week. There's no, it's fine. <laughs> right. And that's why I feel comfortable asking you these questions. Okay, so, so I'll get to the whole uh, one month relationship and the guy leaving you 48 hours before the flight to Europe thing. But just to backtrack even further, so you were married for two years and you found out that your husband at the time was having an affair with an 18 year, 19 year 19. old for six yeah. months. So just to add my own curiosity, how did you find that out? Uh, what, what, how did that whole thing unfold? So I missed my calling as a private detective. Um, I actually didn't even go looking for it at first. We had been having issues for, you know, five or six months. And um, I didn't realize why we were in therapy. I was working my ass off to try and like get us back on track and couldn't figure out why everything wasn't working when I was doing everything that our therapist was, everything that he was asking. Um, and eventually it came to a head where, <laughs> and this is all like detailed in the book, which I wasn't planning on originally writing about, but um, all my girlfriends were like, no dude, you, you've, this is like an episode of CSI, you have to write about this. Um, so one night we were at our house and I was putting away laundry and I went over to a sock drawer and put, uh, opened it up to put a bunch of socks in and there was a phone in there. And I was like, why is your phone in your sock drawer? And the second I picked it up, a text popped up that had her name with a heart emoji in the contact. Oh, no. And he came over and like snatched it from me, <clears throat> went into the bathroom, came out like 45 seconds later and was like, here, it's not even working. Just take my phone. Unbeknownst to me, he went in with his second phone, came out and like handed me his original first phone. <laughs> um, and so then after that, he went on a, a trip for work and I started kind of knowing something was going on and I was in our office and his computer um, was up. We had, he had like one of those big iMacs and a ping on his email came in and I went over and looked at it and it was an Uber receipt that was from the city he was supposed to be in to somewhere that was like two hours away. And that was kind of all I needed to like be like, okay, I'm, I'm going to look through his email at this point. Um, and every like, hotel receipt, like couples massage, dinner reservations. It was all there. And I was like, okay, well, here we go. Divorce time. <laughs> wow. And yeah. so then, and then you, you confronted him about it, obviously. I did when he got home. So I knew for, for two weeks before I served him the papers because I didn't want him to get wind of it mm. and file before me. Um, and mind you, during all this, like we were, my friend and I were investigating and finding out who this other girl was, um, which I did by calling the Four Seasons and telling them that we had used a fake name and I was doing taxes. And could you give me the name that the reservation was under? And then we found her online. It was like way too easy. <laughs> um, and, uh, and then, yeah, when he came home, uh, we had a process server at my house and served in the papers and sat down and had one last conversation walked out of the house and never looked back. And uh, do you guys talk to this day or is it kind oh, of one yeah. of those things that's in the past? Yeah. No, I mean, I've run into him and his girlfriend. There's as far as I know, they're still together. This was like a year ago. I ran into both Jeez. of them at the gym and it was a, an interesting conversation. <laughs> I can only imagine. Okay. And then fast forward from there. So you are divorced now and then you meet this guy, I would assume in Los Angeles. Yeah, technically I wasn't divorced yet. Um, that the whole process. 
yeah, you know, I mean, it was clear on what was happening, but the, the actual process takes like a year. Um, so I had left the house. Mind you, I had known about the affair for two weeks now. So I leave and about three weeks later, I reconnected with this guy who I had casually, like super casually dated um, before I had even met my ex-husband, which was like six years ago. And he DM'd me on Instagram and we started talking and he was like, you want to go hang out and, and go to the beach? And I was like, sure. Um, thinking, you know, if I'm going to like go casually have fun with someone, this was the one person I've ever been able to be casual with. And he was hot and he's, you know, um, so I went, Jackpot. yeah, I, I went and, um, it just went from zero to 100 really fucking fast. <laughs> Do you think that might've been the ultimate downfall of why the, cause, cause you said earlier, like dig into this and figure out why he might've, or, you know, whether the whole like brother passing away thing might be legit. And obviously, you know, you can't really judge someone else on how they're going to react with, with death or, or loss or anything like that. Yeah, totally. But do you ever, do you ever think that the fact that, uh, it, became so hot and heavy so fast might have something to do with it or I think so um but I also think that no I don't think I know that he had a ton of healing to do around that and mm. I know why I had to take this trip by myself and how it changed my life so I think we really came into each other's lives and we were both the catalyst of some serious soul healing um right and uh so yeah I think it it was an extremely insane. I mean, I remember my mom and all my friends being like, I'm sorry, you just got out of a, a marriage, like a brutally yeah. shocking divorce marriage. And you're like hopping into this relationship. And we were like, we're having babies. We're like, we're done. We're getting married. This is oh, it. This Jesus. is my person. Oh yeah. Um, met his whole family, like would tell all of his friends about me. It was like really serious and intense. Um, and so to have that go from like this level to, I think I need to go on this trip by myself and break up with you um, was, I mean, it was more devastating than my divorce was. For wow. sure. I think uh, you ever think about revisiting that relationship? Maybe it was timing. Yeah. How does it, cause that doesn't just end, right? Like you guys still have t phones to text. You're in the same country, at least when you land. Those DMs are right. still open. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we actually flew on the plane together sitting with yeah. each other um our tickets were from la to london and then we were supposed to go on to rome so i have a friend in london that i went to high school with so she was like look just come here you can start your trip here before you decide where you want to go so we gotcha. flew to london together i stayed in london he went on to rome and then like the saga roller coaster of you know are we gonna see each other are we not gonna see each other should we meet up at the end of the trip like do you even still have feelings for me um goes throughout the entire book um and i don't want to like say if we did or not because it'll totally ruin the ending for some people that sure. will eventually read it um but yeah i mean it's let's just say that's the biggest question i get is like is there going to be a book two and is he involved in it because it was so open-ended <laughs> so okay so for the listener out there that might not know this uh a flight from la to london is about 12 hours long so you had just broken up with this guy yeah. And then you sit next to him for 12 hours on a flight. Yeah. What is that? What is that like? You know, I get that question a lot and people are like, didn't, why didn't you change your ticket? Was it refundable? And, um, to be honest, for whatever reason, everything between us was totally normal and the same. We just weren't kissing and holding hands. Mm -hmm. I mean, I was obviously like devastated and my heart was fucking broken, but other than that, we were kind of like just transitioned into this friendship. Um, that that kind of was okay uh so it wasn't like this weird awkward plane ride um he took the picture of me with my backpack on where i posted at the airport and was like hey everybody i got divorced and i'm going to europe and like here's what's been going on in my life that i haven't been talking about um and it was really weirdly normal um it kind of got harder once i was in europe and on my trip and i felt like at, par at times he just disappeared and like wasn't supporting me after I had like been sent off on this journey I didn't really ask for. Um, but yeah. the flight itself was kind of weirdly okay. And our return, our return tickets were booked together too. <laughs> oh my, oh, well you said you didn't want to spoil that. And so for no, the listeners but we there, did fly, we did fly back together. Cause that's, that's how the tickets were booked. So <laughs> do you think that normalcy that, that established normalcy is makes it harder or easier because it's like that you can have both arguments where 
oh, it's easy to get back into being friends with this person because that's just who we are. Or it's like, oh, things were so great between us and the chemistry was there that we were able to stay friends through it all. Do you think that made it easier or harder for you? Um, I think harder for me because it wasn't my decision. And I didn't like he was so like you changed my life and like I never don't want to have you in my life like you have to be my best friend and I was like well I wasn't really looking for a best friend like I have my friends um I was in love with you so it was this weird kind of like he was asking me to flip this switch that had gone off in him and I was like uh dude I'm not really capable of doing that um but he meant so much to me and we had gotten so close during that month and a half that I was trying to force myself to do that, you know? So when I picture Europe, right? So you get to Europe, you say you're in Europe for a month. Uh, when I picture Europe, I think of like that movie Euro Trip, where you yeah. know, you're going to clubs, you're drinking absinthe, you're partying, you're backpacking, you're exploring, you're staying at hostels, you're, you're hitchhiking to get from place to place. Yes, yeah, Scott, sure you know. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> so, and I'm sure in your book, you chronicle some of these crazy adventures that you might have had, right? But what... Is that kind of like the vibe that it was or was it totally like soul searching like no off the dude, grid, put your phone no. away um i mean well okay so for the phone away thing i was originally gonna be like i'm gonna you know really disconnect and like go and just be in the moment and when i posted that picture and like wrote about my divorce and like that i was going off on this trip by myself hundreds and hundreds of people reached out to me and were like oh my god this changed my whole day like please keep sharing your journey like i want to follow this with you so i ended up really posting quite a bit on that trip which now i'm really thankful for because every day when people are reading the book they're like stalking my instagram and like oh my god this is that place that she was talking about so it's yeah. kind of like this cool interactive thing but yeah i mean yeah, I had a one night stand in Amsterdam. I like, there was lots nice. of guys on my trip. Um, I, all I knew about hostels, which you'll probably appreciate because you're a travel guy, right? Mm -hmm. um, all I knew about hostels on the plane over was that there was a movie and people got brutally murdered in it. <laughs> like, <laughs> I was like, what do you mean I'm supposed to stay in a hostel? Um, now I'm like uh, the number one advocate for them and love them and tell all my friends, like if you're ever gonna travel, stay in hostels and go by yourself. Um, but it, yeah, so there was a lot of partying, a lot of not sleeping, a lot of drinking, um, but there was also a lot of, you know, soul searching and reflecting. I wrote three fourths of this book on my trip. So there were a lot of days where I was in a cafe just like writing for six hours. So it was kind of like both kind of mixed together. <laughs> Nice. Not to spoil the end of the book, but uh, do you think after friends cross that line of uh, being intimate with one another, can you ever go back to being friends? Mm, that's a good question. Um, I've had other situations that pertain to that. This one is kind of different because we never started as friends. Like yeah. we went and hung out and we're like, oh, we're going to we're going to do this. Um, but on the the other side of it, it's it's hard to backtrack when you've established a relationship that's based on intimacy and like chemistry. It's hard to backtrack and be like, oh, okay, let's just be friends now. Um, I think it's doable if both people really want to commit to that. And I think it takes some work, um, but it's definitely not easy in my opinion. <laughs> you, sound, uh, you sound exactly like one of my former girlfriends. I remember we broke up and I was like, well, yeah, we can still obviously be friends, right? And she goes, well, we were never friends to begin with. Like we basically started out dating each other. So how do you expect us to be friends now? Right. And you basically said the exact same thing that she said. It's, it's funny. And, and there's a lot of truth to it too. I agree with it. But it's tough because I have exes that, I mean, exes from a long time ago, like college years that I'm friends with. Not, I mean, like we don't go hang out on the regular, but mm -hmm. we're, we're friends and we talk and, you know or we're good in each other's lives. But yeah, it's it's a difficult it's a difficult thing to navigate, especially when not both people feel the same way. And it's usually, unless two people are like mutually breaking up, which is kind of rare, um, yeah. I think it's a hard, a hard road to navigate. Especially when there's another significant other in play. Cause then you, oh, like, yeah. you wanna be honest, be like, well, we did hook up, but that will never happen again. And then like yeah. the idea of you hanging out with somebody that you used to hook up with, that always throws a wrench in things. It's super weird and it, it takes a really secure woman or man to be like, yeah, that's totally fine. You know, it's it's a weird dynamic for sure. I mean, so you guys probably have have some uh, weird experience with that since you guys started on The Bachelor, I which like I have to like, like, I have to admit, like I 
that's my guilty pleasure reality TV. So <laughs> I, yeah. <laughs> oh well, that, oh so you so you've seen Bachelor, you know what's up. It's oh, like yeah. an, it's just like I think we all accept the fact that like, hey, listen, this is what we all signed up for, so we have to kind of overlook some things and just accept right. that you know, like <laughs> for example, I was on each other. <laughs> exactly, like I was on Caitlin Bristow's season and like we had a good relationship but we've become friends afterwards and ashley my wife is super cool with it now to the point where caitlin and her now boyfriend jason were at our wedding you know oh that's great yeah it was cool um that just but, means you have a badass wife too so oh yeah she's both badass <laughs> as you can see like i'm currently recording in her glam room so she like nice. it just shows my my place in the relationship <laughs> i um, love it <laughs> And so if, if you could tell your the audience one thing that you'd really want them to take away from reading your book, what would it be? Uh, that there is a light at the end of the tunnel, no matter how dark it may look, and it is usually more beautiful than you could ever imagine. So keep going. Oh, that's really and travel. Sweet. What about travel? I think that seems like a big catalyst. Well, to yeah, too, right? for sure. I mean, I think everyone should solo travel at least once in their life. It totally changed my life. Um, I just did my second solo trip by choice this time. Um, to Southeast Asia. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. And um, it was it was incredible. Um, and if if I had a choice now, I would prefer to travel alone as opposed yeah. to with friends or family. Um, it's you just like it's so freeing and you learn so much about yourself and you meet people in such an authentic way because nobody has time to put their bullshit layer on like they have at home. And it's it's so refreshing to just be able to like openly be yourself and do whatever you want and not be like locked into any schedules. It's, it's amazing. It was, when you were explaining your first experience in Europe, uh, I, I had a similar situation minus like the heartbreak and the divorce and all that kind of stuff. Uh, <laughs> but I did a year and uh, I'm sorry, a month and a half solo trip through Europe and like Asia, maybe like two oh, nice. years ago for the first time ever. And that was like, it changed my life. And it, I guess it, I didn't realize it at the time, but looking back, it like instilled a lot of things in me that I hadn't realized and like confidence on all these types of things. So I, I agree with you. I always uh, tell people that whenever they ask to, to travel alone, because it really does like, it, it helps you realize what your own priorities are, where you're like, you're waking up to do the things that you want to do, not what other people want to do. So it helps you kind of figure out exactly what you like doing, which is really totally. Cool. Where did you go in Europe? Um, I did Amsterdam. Uh, I did not have a one night stand there though. Uh, I did. Oh, I mean, dude, did you really do Amsterdam? <laughs> yeah. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I I actually met up with some friends out there, and man, the red light district. You you hear the stories about it, and I always Shocking. think it's not gonna. I always think nothing's gonna like uh, line up to what people really say about it. But red light district was like really. It, it is exactly what you think it is. It was crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I did I did like the main staple European countries and some Eastern European like Poland and. Uh, uh, Slovakia which is pretty cool but nice. uh but what was but your yeah, favorite I always, I always encourage people um I love Asia the most I know you did Southeast Asia yeah uh where did you go like Vietnam so I did I was supposed to do two weeks in Vietnam and two weeks in Bali and I was in Vietnam for like a week and my heart just wasn't getting what I wanted and not settling and I was like good I'm gonna go to Thailand and I flew to Thailand and spent a week and a half in Pai which is this mm -hmm. like little mountain town um, three hours outside of Chiang Mai. And it was the most magical, incredible place I have ever been. I swear I could live there if I had to move anywhere other than here. Chiang Mai itself is pretty isolated too. So three and a half hours outside of Chiang Mai. Yeah, is pretty, pretty no, it's, it's, it's wild. But it was like every, all the little cafes were like you were walking into a secret garden, like just incredible nature and like uh one long street with the night markets and stuff it was it was awesome and then i did a, a week and a half in bali nice yeah bali yeah. is great too i've been there um it's funny actually Kay well kaylin and i were just talking about moving to bali but we'll see if, if that ever comes to it oh, um you're gonna record the <laughs> podcast from bali uh, I mean, hey, we're recording it from our apartments in Los Angeles, so I figure why not be able to do it from Bali? As long okay, more, as you can do the podcast in Bali, I'm fine. More importantly, are we invited to Bali? <laughs> yeah, we'll get a nice big estate. We'll have a bunch of guest rooms for all yes. you guys to come visit. <laughs> Much appreciated. Gabrielle, so your book is out on shelves now, right? Uh, it's exclusively on Amazon. It's in paperback, ebook, and audiobook. Oh, amazing. Okay, great. Yeah. So if you don't want to have to go through the cumbersome experience of ordering a book and reading it, you can just listen right. to the audiobook. Yeah. And I, I narrate it myself. It was a ton of fun to do. It was wild to like act out scenes between my, my ex-husband and I and all of the 
ridiculousness that ensued after that. So um, it's it's a fun ride for sure. Kind of sounds therapeutic <laughs> a little bit. Yeah, and totally, sure. totally. There yeah. there are times in the audiobook where like you can hear me like getting choked up, and times where I'm laughing my ass off. So yeah, it was definitely a weird form of therapy. <laughs> and like you were saying, we might be in the works of a of a part two, right? Yeah, you know, I get asked that like weekly um, and I have written parts of it. I know how it begins and how it ends. It's just a matter of timing and if the people involved will sign off on it because obviously it's about my life and it involves real people. Um, so I'm always, you know, trying to be respectful of that. The guy that uh, left me before Europe was so supportive about it and signed uh, a release for me to do it as did his family and it was really important for me to be able to do that with a good conscience and you know have that blessing so we'll but, see but the ex-husband you just oh no <laughs> there was no as way. i would expect as um, i would expect but i did I, I everyone's names in the books are changed and my ex-husband's name i chose the name that when i found everything that was the name he used to book everything under and like what his second <laughs> phone was registered to <laughs> that's awesome yeah. so he knows nice. <laughs> nice. That's, that's a good f you to him yeah. um awesome well for the listeners that want to check it out like we said it's eat pray fml be sure to check it out on amazon um Thank you for, for jumping on the podcast and sharing the story. I want to hear more. So I'm definitely going to check it out myself. Awesome. Yeah. I'm happy to send both of you guys a book. Um, so just let me know. Sweet. We definitely will. Thank you Thanks so much. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Gabriel. You'll know real when you get it. It will say eBay authenticity guarantee and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh, well, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by experts, but not just any experts, specialized experts. Real people who love this stuff with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Everyone knows how much Dean and I love to travel, especially after enduring a Colorado winter. I'll take any chance I can to be in a sunny, beachy place right about now. Well, Kaylin, I have the perfect place we can travel to next. In Puerto Rico, there are nearly 300 beaches and 300 miles of coastline, and when it comes to photography, the landscape is unbeatable. I think I need to go there for a relaxing vacation before baby number two comes, which is great, but also I'm very nervous. Puerto Rico offers everything from secluded coves with white sand and crystalline water to beautiful black sand beaches. There's no passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula. Berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite. With just two capsules a day, Smart Metabolic Burn by BrainMD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat and support your weight management journey. And right now, save over 30% on Smart Metabolic Burn at GetSmartBurn.com. The lowest price anywhere. That's GetSmartBurn.com. Don't delay. Transform your life with Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. All right. Welcome back. Uh, Jared, we jumped right into it with Gabrielle that we didn't really get a chance to get updated with your life. And I'm sure a lot has changed with both of our uh, lives in the past week. So what's oh, been going on with you? So much. Nothing has changed. We're hanging in. <laughs> yeah. We're holding home. Uh, dude, I'm just 
it's I don't know what to think anymore. I'm I'm nervous. I'm nervous about the future of 2020. Not to get all negative Nancy on you, but uh, COVID's just not going away, man. COVID's not going away. On top of that, the bubonic plague is potentially have uh, resurfaced in China. Yeah, I heard about that one case. Yeah, I mean, hopefully that turns into nothing. Hopefully that's like Murder Hornets Part Two, where like it made it was a big deal for 24 hours and then it just went away. We're we're in the midst of an election year too. To top it all off. Oh my God, man! It's just it's cuckoo. But uh, like, uh, it was fun. So on Saturday we drove down to Tanner and Jade's to uh, just cook out for the Fourth of July. We stayed outside. You know, we we try to stay six feet away from each other. It's tough with the kids, obviously, in the backyard, but. You know, we stayed outside. We didn't congregate inside. And that's just going to be like, I guess, like the future for the next, like, whenever we get a vaccine, seven, eight months. And so uh, that was nice. Is it it that COVID can't come, can't, COVID can't cross the doors and enter inside or enter outside? How does it work? It has a much more, I mean, from this, listen, don't take this as gospel. (laughs) I'm like, I'm known for being Dr. Haven reporting for duty, but this from, from the things that I've been reading on COVID, uh, yeah, it has a lot more difficult time transmitting outdoors than it does indoors, which is why, you know, you see restaurants much more, uh, like, you know, have outdoor seating and aren't allowed to eat indoors and so on and so forth. And, um, so yeah, because I was reading in the New York Times, there was an article a while back about uh, China did a study about, um, I think, like 700 COVID cases, and only one was traced back to an outdoor transmission. Every other one was uh, indoor. Anyway. Um, I guess the air circulates a lot better, so it's it, it, it's less recycled. And apparently light might have a big factor on this thing. I don't know if you heard about UV lights trying to destroy these things and or trying to destroy COVID. And they're saying sunlight... Uh, it, it dies pretty quickly in sunlight. So that's why they mm. tell you to stay outside. Um, but uh, anyway, yeah, it was a nice fourth. It was good to see the kiddos, uh, Tanner and Jade's kids, uh, Brooks and Emmy. And Jade's pregnant again, obviously. So it was, uh, I feel like every she's time I pregnant see her, she's pregnant again, didn't they just have their baby? <laughs> I mean, Brooks is, uh, Brooks is going to be a year in late July. Later this month, I think he'll be a year. So she... Yeah, I just remember doing that uh, that little spinoff show with you and Ashley, and we did the baby, the gender reveal. Yeah, and she's pregnant again. That was like a year ago. That was like I just know. maybe barely over a year ago. Oh yeah, well they couldn't go to the wedding because she just gave birth, and the wedding was a year ago in August. That's right. I know. Jeez, that's crazy. She's always They're just pregnant. Pumping man. them out. Yeah, well, it's kind of yeah. Tanner always said that if he, you know, if they were gonna have another one, they wanted like kids to bang them out quickly so they could just, you know. I don't know, in 18 years, enjoy their life, I guess. That like, so I, I see the reasoning behind that. And especially like the closer in age that their kids are, the better of friends they'll probably be. Yeah. Honestly, that's one of the reasons. It's certainly not why Ashley and I want to rush into having kids, but it would be really nice to have a kid hopefully sometime soon so they could be around the same age as uh, their kids as well. I think uh, my brother, my oldest brother and I didn't really become friends until I was like 22 because he's nine years older than I was. So he's, you know, 20 years old. I'm 11. He's not going to be friends with an 11 year old. Yeah. There's no relatability. You're watching exactly. SpongeBob. You exactly. Know? And I didn't realize that for a long time too. I was like, I was like pretty, I was like 18, 19 at the time. And it was still pretty stupid. I was like, why does Brad hate me so much? And then I, you know, looking back now, I was like, Oh, it's because he was 30 and I was 20. And he imagine being friends with a 20. I mean, yeah, I guess it, it, it depends, but it's a little bit different. Yeah, my sister and I didn't really get along all that much. I mean, we got along pretty well, but when I was in junior high and she was in high school, we started like going our separate ways a little bit because she was an upperclassman. I was a, you know, uh, underclassman. I almost said younger classman. I was like, that's not the term. Um, but then once she started going to college and then I started getting an upperclassman, and then once I went to college, we became close again. But yeah, it's all about age, bro. Having an older sister is tough, man. I remember when I was in middle school and then a little bit in high school too, the big thing that kids would pick on me for, where they'd always be like, "Dude, your sister's so hot," and I don't know why I always took such big offense to it. Oh, I hated it. I wanted to beat up everybody who said that. Why? I don't know. Yeah, same. I remember I punched like one of my best friends in the face, or no, I tried to punch him in the chest, and he blocked it into his face. But he's like, he called my sister hot, and I was like, "Don't call her that." And in hindsight, it's like, you just say thanks. Yeah, she's a very yeah. pretty girl. <laughs> yeah, be like, thank you very much. I think it was just like a, I don't know, don't touch her type thing, protective. Yeah. I don't really know. But no, it was nice having an older sister. I mean, she's the one who introduced me to boy bands. And now here we are. 
30, 30 years later, I'm still obsessed with Backstreet Boys. Yeah, we had very different uh, older sister experiences than it sounds like. It makes sense. I mean, this is why Ashley just thinks I'm I'm so I'm a guy who likes boy bands. That's the reason why she likes me so much. Um, what else? What else is happening in the world, man? I wish we had, I wish we had a single person on to like talk about dating during COVID. But Tori's. I'm glad you're not interested in my right July Fourth, my July Fourth at all. It's oh, really, how was your uh, How was your Fourth of July? You know, out of, out of spite, I'm not even going to answer no, the question. No, I want to know. I follow your life on Instagram, so I see that you went skydiving again. Uh, no, it's great that you don't even want to ask any of these questions. It's a bit <laughs> egocentric of you, but here I, I'm not here to judge. I'm just here to host a podcast. <sighs> I was just trying to well, – no, no, no. I want to hear about your fourth. I want to hear about it. It's fine, man. It was it was good. Anyways, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, it was good. We got together with a couple close friends and just the same thing, grilled uh, outside, played cornhole. That was basically it. I was in bed by, I think, 8.30 that night. Sounds uh, like a great night. Felt like an old man. I was yelling at kids in the alleyway that were lighting off fireworks. I'm sure your dogs hate the fireworks. Pappy, like, freaks out. And there's Aww. still, like, last night, for instance, it was like there's someone lit a firework off at, like, 3 in the morning, like, a block away from us. People and, uh, suck. Not only, not only does it wake us up, but then, it like, Pappy's, like, shaking for the next 30 to 45 minutes. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's stupid. Did you see like the drone shot over LA where they showed all the fireworks going off in the entire city? No, I'd heard about it. I need to, I need to look at it though, but I'm sure it was pretty cool. I mean, I, it was cool, I mean, but also like disheartening because it's like, oh, they, all the, oh, ever like, they're just like jerks, like you were talking about. <laughs> well, yeah, it seems like this year, especially there was even more fireworks, which I don't maybe understand why there would be more this year. Like, it's not like anyone is more patriotic this year than they have been in years past. Well, I think it's just more well. I, depends on your definition of patriotic. I feel like people were like, you know, the people out there who are saying no mask and, and, you know, are saying like my freedom comes before me, you know, putting on a mask. Like I'm sure they were pretty adamant about throwing fireworks on there, especially like being cooped up for three months and like the government telling you, you can't leave your house. I'm sure they were like, F you, I'm, I'm doing fireworks and there were no public fireworks in the area. So I'm sure people mm. went out of their way because they were like, screw this. I want to see for fireworks on the 4th of July. And if I can't see any, then I'll just do them myself. I don't know. I think there's something bigger afoot, but that we don't just don't know about yet. What, like aliens setting off fireworks on the 4th of July? Um, not necessarily aliens, but I've, I've read a couple of different conspiracy theories about why there's been so many fireworks lately. I would love to I'm hear not- one. Uh, I don't know enough about them to really to share them, and I would right. I don't want to sound ignorant because of my lack of knowledge on them. But it's there's interesting things to read out there about it. Um, I'm gonna Google it right after this podcast is done. Fourth of July conspiracy theory fireworks. Yeah, you should. You go down a rabbit hole, you'll end up uh, recording this podcast next week, having just Dude, gotten out of it. I got nothing else to do. It's either do that or uh, play uh, Fortnite. <laughs> oh, you're playing Fortnite now. Ah, uh, you know, I'm, I, 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 I dabble. I play. You got a good chunk Call of Duty, man. Yeah, man, dude, I suck though. It's not even fun. Like anytime I play live, I just get shot immediately, and I'm like, all right, well, that was fun for five seconds. Let me get the hell out of here and do something else. I don't know, man. I've been working out outside more. I canceled my gym membership because obviously I'm not gonna go to a gym until uh, it's safe, and it's not gonna be safe in my mind for a very long time. So I've been working out outside more. And that's about it. I went like sporting equipment. It's It's so exciting. This is what happens during a pandemic. This is what happens when you have to record at your house. There's just nothing. There's just nothing to be done. I mean, we're healthy, so we can't complain. Caitlin and I, I think we talked about this with Gabrielle a little bit, Uh, not to get all political or anything, and we're not going to share our stances or anything, but if a certain someone gets reelected in uh, November, we had a handshake agreement to move out of the country. Oh, don't be those. Well, okay. All right, then you. Here's the thing. I'm not gonna say my political affiliation either, but I. <laughs> okay. Anyway, back in 2016, when everybody was saying if Trump gets elected, I'm moving. I didn't like that because I thought, listen, if you love, you know, if if you want Trump out, then you have to stay in the country, so you can vote him out in 2020. So I don't know. Don't so move. So here I am. Don't move. I mean, I guess if he wins, then he's, you know, he's out in four years anyway, because, you know, you can only serve two terms. So I guess it doesn't really matter. I was one of those people back in 2016 that said that exact same thing. I said I was going to move to South Africa. I didn't realize how expensive it is to move to another country and how difficult it can be. But oh. now that I have the means able and I'm able to do it, I think it's a lot more realistic. And you have somebody who would move with you. 
right exactly i did i did early balloting i'll, I'll vote again in november but uh i'll do my parts but if what happens is what we don't want to happen then i think we're going to take extreme measures and get the hell out of here but that's just that's just a bit of, of an update on on mine and caitlin's situation you know we're looking at we're looking at new zealand it's beautiful we're looking oh. at bali as we as we talked about with gabrielle uh, I, I have heard new zealand is incredible i'd love to go visit it Caitlin was actually, I, I, like, it was a handshake agreement, you know, I haven't really thought much of it since the handshake, and then I, like, I talked to Caitlin, like, four hours later, and she goes, yeah, I was looking up apartments in New Zealand, they're actually pretty affordable. I was like, oh, you're looking up uh, Zillow uh, estimates in, in New Zealand? Hey, you gotta plan ahead. And it's apparently, like, the safest country in the world. Uh, I believe that. And their prime minister is a badass. Who's their prime minister? Uh, I don't know her name, but she's, she's that woman, she's just, like, handling COVID and a bunch of other stuff really well. I feel like a lot of people from New Zealand are just badasses. Uh, New Zealand's prime minister is, oh, I'm going to butcher this name, Yacinda Ardern. But uh, but yeah, that's that's the couple update that uh, that's what, what's going on over here with Kaylin and Dean. Well, I hope you don't move uh, for uh, a couple different reasons. Uh, but uh, if you do, then uh, I'll be more than happy to come visit you anytime. Um, all right. Well, I guess we should talk about like emails. Uh, I have a, uh, we, we have a couple of emails to answer. Uh, I also have a DM from the help. I suck at dating Instagram, which everybody should be following by now. Again, help. I suck at dating on Instagram. Plus give us a five-star review on iTunes. Cause, um, we just want it. Uh, and again, like Dean said, you can roast us in the comment section if you'd like, as long as you leave five stars, I don't really give a crap. Um, and if you don't like the podcast, don't leave a review. <laughs> Well, if you don't like the podcast, give us five stars and tell us what you don't like about it so we can fix it. That's fair. That's a good point. How does um, that sound? So I have a DM from... Um... Wait, wait, wait. Jared, Jared, Jared. Slow your roll. Back it up a second. What? Just, just, just don't put the cart in front of the horse. I would love to hear this DM. I would love to hear these emails. But before we do that, we got to take a quick break. All right, that's fair. <laughs> You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh, well, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by experts, but not just any experts, specialized experts. Real people who love this stuff with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Everyone knows how much Dean and I love to travel, especially after enduring a Colorado winter. I'll take any chance I can to be in a sunny, beachy place right about now. Well, Kaylin, I have the perfect place we can travel to next. In Puerto Rico, there are nearly 300 beaches and 300 miles of coastline, and when it comes to photography, the landscape is unbeatable. I think I need to go there for a relaxing vacation before baby number two comes, which is great, but also I'm very nervous. Puerto Rico offers everything from secluded coves with white sand and crystalline water to beautiful black sand beaches. There's no passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula. Berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite, with just two capsules 
a day. Smart Metabolic Burn by BrainMD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat, and support your weight management journey. Right now, save over 30% on Smart Metabolic Burn at GetSmartBurn.com. The lowest price anywhere. That's GetSmartBurn.com. Don't delay. Transform your life with Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. All right, and we are back to answer some emails and Jared's DM that he's very excited about. But before we do that, there was one big breakup in Bachelor Nation that we had this past week. And while we don't talk Bachelor Nation often on this podcast, we are a dating podcast. And so when big news like this breaks, we at least have to discuss it. So... As a I'm sure dating you all know. podcast. We're help. I suck at dating. A dating podcast. I don't know what's wrong with me right now. I'm losing my mind. Continue, Dean. Jared has too much caffeine today, um, or not enough. So, as I'm sure you saw in the headlines, Cassie and Colton broke up. Uh, I did. I saw online Cassie and Colton broke up. Very sad news. Uh, uh, I like both of them a lot. We actually hung out with Cassie and Colton right before everything got shut down. We had this movie. Uh, premiere thingy um, and it was really good to see them they seemed in good spirits they seemed uh, uh, very lovey-dovey so I don't know what changed since um, but I wish them both the best uh, I really like them both personally uh, Colton I've met a few times super super nice guy uh, every time I hung out with him um, Cassie I've got to hang out with a couple t- different times Ashley's definitely close with Cassie uh, but she's been extremely nice every time uh, which is always refreshing when you meet uh, people from a bachelor um, who are just uh, very uh, down to earth, um, especially, you know, as you know. Well, it's just like sometimes we watch the show and I don't know. I feel like sometimes I meet people from the show. And I don't get the best vibes. So it was really cool meeting uh, Colton and Cassie and getting really good vibes from from anyway. Uh, I feel bad for him. That was the first time you'd ever met him. Uh, no, 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 no. I met Colton, uh, before he's the bachelor. Uh, and then I met Cassie. I forget when I met first met Cassie. It's probably some event. I don't remember. Um, but, uh, I mean, they both were really young. Cassie's what? 23, 24 Colton's, I think right around that age too, mid twenties, 25, something like that. Um, you know, they had a rocky start to even begin with, um, uh, with her leaving the show and then him jumping the fence after her, which is very romantic. But then leaving just boyfriend, girlfriend, um, you know, anytime you leave the show, as you guys know, um, it's just, you know, you're already kind of fighting an uphill battle because then you have to kind of rewatch all the steps that led to the point that you guys were together, which most likely includes you dating other people. Uh, But I mean, who knows? Who knows what happened? I'm curious what you think happened, though. What like because like you said, you kind of gave us the whole synopsis on the relationship. They had the rough start, and then uh, we don't really know exactly what transpired after the fact. But like, who do you think who do you think broke up with who? Who do I think broke up with who? I have no idea. Yeah, Just, I mean, it, obviously we have no idea, but let's speculate a little bit. What do you think? I think that I mean they've probably. I don't know. I mean, they've probably... I don't know. I mean, I feel like they've been broken up maybe for a little while, judging from Instagram, because I saw that he... Like, they haven't posted together even before the breakup. I think, like, ever since, you know, after he recovered from COVID, I remember, like, seeing him, I think, at his home in Colorado, maybe, or something on Instagram, where they were... She was in California, and he was in a different part of the country. Uh... I don't do you know, think man. that might have had anything to do with it? The fact that he had COVID? No. She said it uh, on the greatest uh, seasons of all time. Like Harrison mentioned something like that. Like, did it have anything to do with, you know, being cooped up or quarantined together? And she said no. I mean, I guess quor- being quarantined together, though, it can be a make or break for a relationship. I mean, you really truly find out uh, if you, you know, can make it through some serious together. Uh, that's what Ashley's dad said. Ashley, I mean, granted, we're already married, so we're fine. But Ashley's dad was really funny when when we were at his house for quite an extended period of time. He was like, "If you guys make it through this, you can make it through anything." That's fair. Yeah, I I, I think it's definitely tricky. Uh, well, you might have a more insider 
uh, knowledge with this because I mean, your girlfriend is was obviously on Colton season. She's very good friends with Cassie, if I remember correctly. I don't know if they're still really good friends, but I remember them leaving the show and they were very, they were like best friends. Yeah, they were good friends on the show. I don't, uh, I don't really want to bring Kaylin into this at all, so I'm going to go ahead and and, <laughs> and say nothing. Uh, like you said, wish them both the best. I don't know. When I look at the relationship, I think that they both just have a lot to uh, to learn about each other. Or, I'm sorry, about themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, I was obviously critical in that one drunken interview that I did in Las Vegas about how Colton. Do you remember that one? I was like wearing that that stupid pink uh, corduroy jacket. Uh, I said something along the lines of. Colton is going to have the dumpster fire of a season. Oh, yeah, yeah. I forgot about that. Oh, you were so, so I've already been pretty vocally critical. I've been pretty vocally critical about Colton in the past, so I'm going to go ahead and spare uh, any harsh words. Uh, have you met this. him yet? Have you met Colton? Yeah, I mean, we were friends. Probably, uh, well, I guess friends, quote unquote. Uh, we met at a wedding at my friend Tiffany and Caleb's wedding and then uh, hung out a few times before he mm-hmm. left for paradise. Uh, and then he got the bachelor gig and he's too cool for me. So it's just kind of how it works these days, yeah. I guess. You know what I yeah. mean? I experienced that with Nick. Once once he became bachelor, I wasn't cool enough. But now he's he's come back down and we're friends again. I just think it's, it's got to be I'm tough. <laughs> it's got to be tough to... Uh, and I mean, we've experienced maybe to some varying degrees of this too, just to be like thrust in the spotlight at such a young age. You have other people telling you what you want. Uh, and then you start to like take on those values and you think that that's what you want, but in reality it might not be. And then you have strangers telling you how great your relationship is when in reality it might not be that great. And so you're staying together because you think it's great because other people are telling you it is, but, but it's actually not. Um, I was, I was honestly shocked when I saw the news, uh, and I had no insight into the relationship whatsoever beforehand, but it's like. You know, anytime you see a, a bachelor breakup, especially like a, an actual bachelor and, and his 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 pick breakup, it's big news, rather than like a paradise couple that no one really cares about. Um, but yeah, I don't I don't know. I was shocked. I thought that they would have at least ridden out a little longer. They were together for like a year and a half, something like that. I would say. Um, yeah. I don't know, but like you said, once you have external pressure, like when you do from a bachelor couple, and I mean, everybody experiences this, right? Where, you know, even if you're not, even if you didn't date from a TV show, you have people who tell you like, you guys are perfect for each other or you're not perfect for each other. And everybody has their own opinion about what you, what you should do or uh, what you shouldn't do. And so there's just so much exterior pressure. And then it's like magnified 10 times when you're on the show. And so it's hard to navigate. And like you said, especially when you're the lead with the person that you pick, um, and then you have to kind of go back and, and rewatch all the steps. And then obviously Colton had a tell all book, um, which kind of made everybody relive his entire bachelor season. Um, I wonder if I that know. put any more strain on, on things. I you mean, read the book. I did read the book, but and it was, how it was, was it? Oh, very overly positive towards Cassie to the point where he was, uh, I mean, he, he said that he knew you know, halfway through that he wanted to pick Cassie and, and how amazing she was and how good she is for him. And, and I mean, it was just overly praising Cassie. Um, so I, I can't imagine it had anything to do with the book just because of how nice he writes about her. Um, I don't know, but of course, wish them both the best. Hope they do well. Um, feels weird. Like even that we have to like really comment on it. Cause I don't know, like, like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm friendly with both of them. I'd say I'm, I'm you know, friends with them, but uh, not to the point where I, like, I, I feel like I have any knowledge or like I should address the situation. Don't you think it's almost easier for you to like give your opinion on something when you, like if it was like Jade and Tanner breaking up, it would almost be harder for you to have a comment on because they're like your best friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's kind of too close. I'm almost too close to the situation where I would know. Yeah. So that's, that's it, why I want you to have like a invigorated comment about the breakup, like why they broke up. But no. I understand where you're coming from. You like them both. You've got no ill ill will towards either of them. We can All come we can up with like speculate. some sort of story if you want about how like one of them was living a double life and and uh, uh, Colton had uh, a second family. We could do that. <laughs> Maybe we'll save that for next week. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, like we said, all we can really do is speculate here. Uh, I did not watch the greatest of all time episode last night, but I, I do know that Cassie gave an interview. I don't really know what that covered, but, uh, 
I guess it's just one of those things where we might never know the full story. Anyways, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to get to those emails and to that DM that we promised uh, right after this. You'll know real when you get it. It will say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh, well, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by experts, but not just any experts, specialized experts. Real people who love this stuff with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Everyone knows how much Dean and I love to travel, especially after enduring a Colorado winter. I'll take any chance I can to be in a sunny, beachy place right about now. Well, Kaylin, I have the perfect place we can travel to next. In Puerto Rico, there are nearly 300 beaches and 300 miles of coastline. And when it comes to photography, the landscape is unbeatable. I think I need to go there for a relaxing vacation before baby number two comes, which is great. But also, I'm very nervous. Puerto Rico offers everything from secluded coves with white sand and crystalline water to beautiful black sand beaches. There's no passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula. Berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite. With just two capsules a day, Smart Metabolic Burn by BrainMD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat and support your weight management journey. And right now, save over 30% on Smart Metabolic Burn at GetSmartBurn.com. The lowest price anywhere. That's GetSmartBurn.com. Don't delay. Transform your life with Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. All right, and we are back uh, after that quick break. Thanks for sticking with us. We are, unfortunately, a little pressed for time. And so instead of answering all the emails that we've gotten, which we love, we appreciate, I suck at dating at iheartmedia.com. Email us any questions or dating stories that you have. We'll get to them next week. I feel like we say that too often. Jared has a DM, and he wants to share that, and then we can dive into that a little bit. So, Jared, floor is yours. So we have a DM, and it says, help uh, if you use this on the podcast, I would like to remain anonymous, a.k.a. it's from Nick Viall. Um, <laughs> I kid. It's not from Nick. Uh, hi. Have you ever taken the Enneagram? I think you are a six. She's talking about me, Jared. I'm curious. I'm a six, and I struggle a lot with the fears and anxiety of marriage. I've been with my boyfriend for six years, and we're talking about engagement. I love him so much, and he's my best friend. I couldn't picture a life without him. I don't know why, but I just feel so anxious and nervous about any big life decision because I think about all the what-ifs and the things that could go wrong. What if he's not my person? What if I find someone better? What if I'm making the wrong decision? I wonder if this is something you can relate to, and if so, do you have any advice to overcome this? I love the show. I love you and Ashley. I love Dean and Kaylin. They're perfect uh, she's also an almost famous listener. I don't get it. Uh, and she's a member of Suck Army. So Woo, suck, 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 suck. Um, help! I suck at dating. We haven't done the chat in a while. We gotta bring that back. Uh, well, yeah. thank you so much, Anonymous, for writing this DM. Uh, we really appreciate it, and we really appreciate everybody who DMs and writes us emails and listens to this podcast. Because without you guys, there would be no podcast. Um, 
So I, an enneagram is. Do you know what that is, Dean? Well, I looked up enneagram number six, and it is the loyalist, uh, the committed, security-oriented type, engaging, responsible, anxious, and suspicious. Well, an enneagram, if what that's like the, is that the thing that girls used to make in high school, where it's like. <laughs> You flip it back and forth? No? No, okay, never mind. it's not that thing at all. What is it? <laughs> uh, the Enneagram is like a personality test that you take, and it basically puts you into categories and subcategories that define your personality, in a sense. All right, and she said she's um, a six. What is that? So a six is uh, the loyalist. It's the committed, security-oriented type, engaging, responsible, anxious, and suspicious. Um, which I was surprised to hear that she said she was a six. And then she said that she was hesitant about marriage talks with her boyfriends of six years, unless I miss remembering it. And she said six years and not Enneagram number six. If you want, uh, if you want to fact check that. I think she said, no, she says she thought that me, I was a six and she says that she is a six. So she is a six. Yes. And I could see you being been a six. dating her boyfriend for six years. Lot of okay, lots here. of sixes. Lots of sixes. Lots of sixes. I could see, yep, I could actually see, definitely see you being a six. I could see that pretty clearly here. And the advice that she's looking for is she's just uncertain about the relationship and taking it to the next level of marriage. <clears throat> yeah, she says she's just unsure about any big time life decisions. She always gets an nervous and anxious about them, which I would say, uh, anonymous, everybody does. Like, it, uh, this is speaking from someone who's married and. I'm, I was very confident before. I'm still very confident in, in our decision to get married, Ashley and I. But that doesn't mean that there's zero doubt involved. Of course, you're going to get nervous. I mean, you think about whether it being getting married or having kids or, or, or what college to go to or if you're buying a house, any like big monumental life decision you're going to make, you're going to get really nervous about. And if you're not nervous about it, then all the props to you. But I don't know how you don't have any sliver of doubt when you're making some of the most important decisions of your life. So I would say, don't feel weird about that. As a six from, yeah, from a six to a six, I think that's pretty good advice. What I think we think? all kind of in the back, I think in the back of our head, we all kind of are scared to make those big decisions like marriage, for instance, because that's not just going to affect your next day, your next week, your next month, but it's going to affect the rest of your life, essentially. Uh, and any decision that's going to have that big of an impact on your life is going to come with its reservations and uncertainties. Obviously, you can speak more towards that because you are the married one among the two of us here. Well, I think but, both uh, of us have made like pretty drastic life decisions, you know? Um, I, I agree. I think that marriage itself is just much more of a conscious decision, whereas you make these little nuanced decisions every single day that affect our lives. But marriage is like a very conscious, like I'm going to commit the next 60 years mm -hmm. to this one person. And I think that as a concept can be pretty scary to, especially to a lot of people, but it sounds like this person has been dating their partner for six years. So it's like, you've already committed 8% of your entire life to this person. What's the rest of the, you know, the rest of it. 8%. Really yeah. Hold on. I got to figure out what, I gotta figure out the life expectancy you're you're putting on this person right now. Let's see. Yeah. I gave her like 73, 74 years. Oh yeah, you gave her good. Hold on. Sorry, my calculator's really slow. Oh yeah, you're giving her like more than that. You're giving her like 90 years. Good. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, I don't know. I, I think like you said, it's 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 a big decision. It's it's uh it's pretty normal to be afraid and and anxious about a decision like that. Uh but obviously, you being someone that's taken that leap before, it's clearly paying dividends, you know, emotionally and socially. Yeah, I mean, so again, it's... a commitment is a choice. And so you kind of have to, you either are prepared to dive headfirst uh, into this relationship and commitment, or you're not. And that's really the question you're going to have to ask yourself. And that doesn't mean that even if you dive head first, that you're not scared. Of course you are, because there's that 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 doubt in the back of your head that this could really end badly. Um, but I mean, at some point in life, you do have to just dive in and um, and put your best foot forward and 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 see what happens. Because there's a lot of things that are outside of your control in life, as as we all are very aware of. Uh, and one of those things, as, as much as marriage is in your control, you know, you have to remember there's another person involved in that. And so, you know, they have to be 100% into the relationship as well. Um, 
I think don't be scared of your nerves. I think a big thing too to consider is, especially when making a decision like that, is you have to make sure that you're confident in who you are as a person. Because I think a lot of people enter into those lifelong commitments without really having an understanding of who they are. And that's why you see those types of things fail. Mm -hmm. Um, And I I think I'm speaking for myself in a big sense too, where I was entering into committed relationships when I didn't know anything about myself. And granted, I still don't know a lot about myself, but I'm a lot more confident and certain in who I am. Uh, And so that enables me to be more certain in a committed relationship, whereas, you know, four years ago, it wouldn't be so much the case. So make sure you're happy with who you are as a person before you enter into a lifelong commitment with someone else. Because if you were to change and discover things about yourself that you didn't even know existed, that could alter your idea of who you are entirely, then you're not going to be the same person to that other person as well. And you're going to want different things. Yeah, Yeah, I completely agree. I think that's good advice. Sweet. Well, that's probably like the smartest thing I've ever said in my entire life. So I think we should just end the podcast there because I don't want to. Yeah, I don't. I'm going to go out on a high note like George Costanza. Is there is there anything else that you want to add before we before we say goodbye to our uh, suck army? No, that is it. Just uh, thank you again for listening to the podcast. Follow us on Instagram. Leave us five star reviews. uh, And please don't uh, be afraid to talk about us uh, in the reviews as long as it's five stars. Thank you to uh, Gabrielle Stone who joined us today. Uh, make sure you get her book, Eat, Pray, hashtag FML, uh, which you can buy exclusively on Amazon. Thank you, Jared. Be sure to tune in next week uh, to the Help I Suck at Dating podcast where maybe we'll suck just a little bit less. Follow Help by Suck at Dating on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. It's time to celebrate Black History Month at the Walmart Black and Unlimited Clock. On Thursday, February 29th from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m., you can celebrate an extra day of Black History Month with Walmart. This event is free and open to the public at two locations, Flatiron Plaza in New York City and Ovation Hollywood in Los Angeles. With giveaways dropping every hour on the hour, it's the perfect time to try, like, and share Black-led products. It's free, it's for everyone, and it's your chance to see how you can level up your daily routine with Black-led products that are creating a new world of choices at Walmart. Trust, you don't want to miss it. Boricua is the name for someone from Puerto Rico, but it's more than a name. It's a way of life and representation of the vibrant spirit of the island. Let the Boricua spirit welcome you with a warm embrace to start each day and remind you why you travel in the first place. In Puerto Rico, you can forget where you came from and embrace where you are. With nearly 300 beaches and 300 miles of coastline, there's always new places to explore. The island's diverse geography offers everything from secluded coves with white sand and crystalline water to stunning black sand beaches. There are spots that are perfect for water sports. You can surf, snorkel, paddleboard, or go diving. To travel to Puerto Rico, there is no passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula. Berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite. With just two capsules a day, Smart Metabolic Burn by BrainMD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat and support your weight management journey and right now save over 30 percent on smart metabolic burn at getsmartburn.com the lowest price anywhere that's getsmartburn.com don't delay transform your life with smart metabolic burn from brain md these statements have not been evaluated by the food and drug administration our products are not intended to diagnose treat cure or prevent any disease